And it was just like wind, water, all this, like maybe spit, like flying in my eyes. I couldn't see properly. And I'm in charge of my whole, like everything we've been doing all year, you know. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a young woman searching for herself finds more than she expected on the open water. After this. My name is April Lee. I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii, to Korean immigrant parents. And while culturally it was different in Hawaii than in Korea, there were still some very genderized roles that were expected of us. I had an older brother, and he was given opportunities that I wasn't. He got to go to, like, swimming school, and I just sort of taught myself how to swim. I, yeah, he, he went to space camp, you know, the Boy Scouts. This family or household culture that I came from didn't always feel like it really fit. I just felt like I was piecing together, like searching for my identity. There was a huge transition for me from sixth grade to seventh grade. I moved from a parochial school into this progressive school called Punahou. Everything was so much broader and so much more individualistic. And I fell into a group of friends and they invited me to join um, a canoe paddling club with them. It was our first time for all of us. The Lokahi Canoe Club was run by this Hawaiian family, an extremely loving family. They were just like a real embrace of the, the dignity of the sport of the tradition of the sport, the beauty of the sport, the sort of spiritual aspects. It felt respectful in the way that a lot of Asian cultures are towards their ancestors and elders, but in the context that really made sense to me because it was the place where I was born. But this wasn't a canoe club that necessarily won a lot of the regattas either. I think our dues were probably a little cheaper than the other ones. It was super inclusive. It was super diverse. And we didn't start off with a physical advantage. I'm 105 pounds on a good day, um, sometimes less. I mean, we're just all, we were all just like very slight. We were like a little runty looking. A lot of our friends were part of the Outrigger Canoe Club, which was the first canoe club in Hawaii. And when it was created, it was only open to white people. Like, there were all these stories of people whose parents weren't allowed to go there when they were younger children and things like that. But these were girls who were very strong. When you saw them practice, they would sort of lunge their arms forward and, like, grab and dig into the ocean, but you're using like really kind of brute force. We had a coach named Joy Waikoloa, 
And she was an incredible mentor, an incredible coach. She had these smaller paddles designed for us. So instead of like this jerking kind of lunge, pullback kind of paddling style, ours was much more about like feeling the rhythms and being as aerodynamic and smooth as possible. So we would be observing and feeling each other, observing and feeling the conditions, read waves, read wind, understand currents. So working in harmony with, with nature. So in an outrigger canoe, there are six seats. Sometimes I was seat number five, which even though it, it's important, it's kind of thought of as like the seat for the, the, weak, <laughs> like the weakest link. Towards the end, middle end of regatta season, we start like, our coach saw that there was like a really good relationship between me and my friend Kristen, who was usually seat number one. Seat number one is the person who's really reading the ocean currents, is setting the pace. Seat number two sets the rhythm for the other side of the boat. Kristen was like a nucleus. She was a leader. And I started to be in the second position. I was like her vice president. So at a certain point, we ended up winning a couple of races, which was super surprising to all of us. One team, they were definitely a lot like bigger than us, tougher than us. And that team sent us like death threats, like wrote these notes saying that they were going to kill us if we want. I mean, just, you know, some thrilling stuff for seventh grade girls. Um, oh, wow. We're suddenly we're a force to be contented with. People are paying attention to the runs. We were adolescent girls. <laughs> like you know, navigating school dances and Latin class, but we were also learning how to read the ocean. We had this whole other world. This, like, became a part of our identity. You know, we were paddlers. We made it to the state championships, and that was a really big deal. We didn't think we were going to be able to make it to the state championships. And a week before Joy announced the lineup, and she said that, she wanted me to be in seat one and Kristen to be in seat two. And it was this moment of, um, wait, did I hear that right? People were literally saying, oh, you mean Kristen will be in seat one? She's like, nope, I'm switching it. I remember asking Joy later about her decision. I was like, are you sure you don't want Kristen to do it? Because I think we all agree that she's the natural leader in this group, you know? And Joy's like, I made this decision a long time ago. I've been watching you. You are really good at reading the ocean. You have this kind of like calm perseverance. You're steady. You know, that there was like something steady about me. When we got to the state championships, I'm afraid of, you know, Kristen's disappointment. I'm afraid of letting the team down and all that. We get into the boat and it's like terrible conditions, blustery, cold, windy, and it's all the best teams from all the islands that make up the state of Hawaii. We're all lined up. I mean, I think I was like halfway ready to black out from nerves. And they shoot the gun. And we take off, and I remember all I could 
hear was Kristen screaming at me to go faster. And I was just like, oh, shit, like paddling like crazy. I can see the boats on either side of us, in front of us. I just hear like so much screaming and I'm in charge of my whole, like everything we've been doing all year, you know? But then I just remember this moment where I was like, April, like you got this, you set the pace. And it was just like this moment of like dropping into myself. I'm like, it was kind of like, forget everything else. Like you have to do your job and you can do it. You just have to be steady. I do remember something that Joy had told us during practice. She's like, when all the conditions are right, if you guys hear each other, if you can feel each other, if you can paddle in sync where your bodies are moving and your like your breath is moving, you know, in sync, in harmony with the ocean, the boat sings. There were something like 25 boats and you had to be in the top five to place. We first of all never thought we'd be able to make it to finals at all. And our, our boat came in fifth place. And it was a crazy feeling. Kristen gave me a huge hug. And, you know, I remember my coach, Joy, the smile on her face was, it was like one I've never seen. Like, she was so proud of us. I just, um, I felt really proud of myself. My coach really saw in me something that I never saw in myself, and it was very different than my parents. It was different than some of the teachers I had had in the past or some of the friends. I had never been seen in this way and celebrated for who I was in that way. And so I started experimenting a little bit more. I got the lead in the play. I, you know, tried speech at debate club in eighth grade. I mean, there were a lot of things that I wouldn't have ever thought of doing prior to that. And I think the reflection of others in community can be a very powerful way of finding yourself. April Lee is an actor and creative consultant who lives in Ojai, California, with her two young daughters. She enjoys surfing, hiking, and singing in her ladies' choir. This episode was produced by Sarah Fuss Kessler. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.